I'm looking for a friend here. Have you done something for so long and been so sure about everything? And then at the very end, forgot everything that you were supposed to do or say. <laughs> I'm looking for a friend. In this new episode, I'm going to tell you why. You are listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to episode 84, 10 Truths About Speaking Foreign Languages. Paradigm English. Hey, hey, hey. This is Ashley Roan from Paradigm English, and you are listening to the Living in English 365 podcast. Hey, it's been a long time, hasn't it? I know. Sorry, I was on vacation and also not sorry because it was awesome. <laughs> so I went to Turkey and I want to share 10 truths about learning languages, about learning a foreign language, and in your case, learning English that I actually discovered uh, when I was in Turkey. Now, of course, I am a native English speaker. You can hear that by the way that I speak. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you already know. But if you're new here, I'm Ashley, and I'm very happy that you're here. Um, go ahead and share this episode with somebody because I promise somebody needs to hear what I have to say. At the beginning, you heard me say I need a friend and I do. Even though I'm a teacher, you know what? I'm a human, okay? I'm just a regular human. And there were some things that I took for granted, meaning I just, you know... <sighs> I just really didn't focus on them and, and think too deeply about them until I was traveling and I went on vacation. This is not my first time in Turkey. Uh, if you've listened for any amount of time, you know that I used to live in Turkey. And so when I went to Turkey this time, I stayed in Istanbul and visited different places. Uh, for example, Pamukkale, Denizli, Aydın, Kuşadası, and of course, still in Istanbul. Here's what... I need a friend on. Have you ever felt like, okay, I can do this. I've been studying for a very long time. And then basically the day of the test comes and your brain goes completely empty. It's just blank. And you're like, uh, what was I supposed to do again? Uh, what was I supposed to say again? Yeah. Okay. That was me. And I'm going to tell you 10 things that I learned during this uh, two weeks that I was in Turkey. First of all, as you've heard me say before, and let me say it again, immersion does not help you a whole lot when you are studying a language. Istanbul is a really, really big city. Um, but even though I had previously lived in Turkey and I'd been studying Turkish for six months, uh, it still didn't help me when I was in Turkey and forgetting all of my language. I had to rely on other skills that I had, such as, you know, um, hand gestures or even English or another language that I uh, know. So uh, I'll talk about that in a second. One thing I want to say about the immersion is like, I had to be okay with not pronouncing things correctly, or like having the wrong accent, and being okay with not knowing how the person was going to respond, like not knowing or understanding what they were going to say. Because even though I was able to say it in Turkish and let's just, you know, be dramatic and say I said it in flawless Turkish, that didn't happen. But <laughs> if I did, 
Just being in Turkey doesn't make my language skills better. No, not at all. Number two. Prepping before doesn't mean that your brain is going to be able to remember everything. Your brain's not going to automatically recall whatever it is that you were supposed to remember. Okay, that's like super annoying. It was annoying, okay? I need a friend here. <laughs> uh, I forgot my grammar and some of my vocabulary. And it was really frustrating because in your mind, you're like, hey, I already learned this. I, I could say it perfectly when I was in class or I could say it perfectly with my friends. Yeah, well, also the pressure wasn't there. That anxiety, all of those extra outside external factors <laughs> were not there. And that's why it's really important to get into a class or a course like my Fluency Academy, which is not open right now, but it will be. And or another course that I have created that's starting um, next, well, this month and in November. And it's for November and December. And it's just a speaking course. It's really just that. You're coming and you're speaking and you're trying to get your brain to function in English so that you can accomplish the things that you want to do. I'm going to post a link so that you can sign up for that below. Number three, as I said earlier, even though my Turkish was, it's actually very terrible. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's not very good. I can say some basic stuff. I can order my favorite thing, uh, which is kunefe. But having another language also helps. And um, I guess just based on the way that I look, just my appearance, people often think that I am African. I'm not African. Nobody in my family is from Africa. I'm from the United States. But for them, um, you know, they assume that I'm a French speaker, that I'm francophone, which is fine because I did actually learn French in high school and um, college. I studied in France. So French has actually opened a lot of doors to me when people don't speak English. Many people actually speak French. And that's been so great because it kind of opens this whole language negotiating type thing. It's right. Okay, I start in Turkish. They don't speak Turkish. Okay. Do you speak English? I speak a little English. Hmm. Okay. What about French or even Spanish? My Spanish is really, really bad. It's not good. But even still, um, knowing those languages has really been um, helpful and beneficial to me when I travel, even if I don't know them well. So I would really encourage you to don't forget all the other languages that you know. Keep cultivating them. Keep studying them and just reviewing them from time to time. Number four. Well, I would like to say um, it's important to not only enter the mindset of thinking and doing daily activities, daily life, daily stuff in the language, but to stay in that. I try to prepare myself um, like a day or two before to be in the mindset of being in Istanbul, being in Turkey, not speaking English um, or, you know, speaking limited English and just reading signs and all of that. That really is a big adjustment for your brain and really keeping that in mind, especially if you're about to go traveling or you're just going somewhere where you're not going to speak a language that somebody could possibly know. Um, get yourself into that mindset is very, very, very helpful. And I would really suggest that you do that. So I let me clarify something. This uh, includes thinking your thoughts should be in the language, like even partly. It makes sense to think in English, but talk in Spanish. Does that make sense? Does, does it make sense to do that? That's my question. If you're going to talk in English, but you're only thinking in French, 
you, you're creating like this lag, right? There's, there's, you're making things very slow for yourself. Stop translating, basically. In my Fluency Academy, I do teach you how to do that. So uh, make sure that you visit my website, ParadigmEnglish.com to learn more about Fluency Academy. Um, I'm creating a shorter version for you all now, so you can get all of the best bits of a Fluency Academy in a shorter amount of time. It's amazing. Number five, how many of you really love food? Can you just like tell me? I love food. I told you earlier, my favorite uh, dessert in Turkey is künefe. It's not baklava, it's künefe. I love it so much. I know it's not specifically Turkish, but I love it. So one thing that um, I never thought to uh, look into or learn about it's not just the food, but the spice names. What are the spice names? Like what is tarragon in Turkish or French or Spanish? What about cumin? Or, you know, something beyond salt and pepper. My roommate and I, uh, the roommate I'm referring to was my roommate when I lived in Turkey. And I still keep calling him my roommate, even though we're not roommates, we're just friends. But uh, yeah, he... um. We had the same problem, even though uh, he has a very high proficiency level in English. You never thought stop to think about, oh, yeah, what are these spice names in English when you're translating for somebody or you're helping them? Or maybe you just need it for yourself. Um, let me encourage you to learn spice names with the food in uh, English or whatever language you're learning. OK, um, maybe you have an allergy. It's very important to know these types of things. Number six, learn the culture plus the language. This is something I can't stand. I'm going to be honest. You cannot learn just English. You can't just learn English. You have to learn the culture, cultures that are speaking this language. Language is part of culture. You are not going to ever be completely proficient, completely fluent in any language if you forget or neglect or refuse to learn about the culture or cultures in that country. Okay. Number seven, you know what? People are very delighted when you just try to speak and communicate in their language first. Don't assume that they speak whatever language it is that you speak, even if you are not uh, fluent or very proficient in that language, try first. You can even just learn the phrase, I don't speak your language or I don't know blah, blah, blah language. Okay. Just want to keep that in mind. I don't think that Turkish is a difficult language to learn. It's just different than any language that I have ever learned. And so I find that fun and challenging. Um, but, you know, it's good to to master even the basics first before branching to uh, branching out to the more difficult aspects of the language. Number eight, you unlock a new part of yourself when you use the language. It's really that simple. What do I mean? In a sense, you are somebody different when you are in a different country, in a different environment, using a language maybe you aren't very confident in. You become somebody new. I had to become more assertive. And naturally, I can be shy. I can be outgoing as well. But I'm not naturally as assertive as I am in 
Turkey or any place where I'm traveling because I have to be. Nobody's just going to automatically assume I need help. I have to go out of my way, be assertive and assert myself and assert my needs to be able to get my needs met, right? So that's what I mean. Um, in a way, it makes you a lot bolder. And so I'm very excited for you and your language journey because some of you are shy and you're like, oh, I can't speak. You can speak. Um, just keep in mind that you're going to unlock a different door to who you are uh, whenever you are using this language. We've got two more left, folks. Don't forget to go ahead and share this episode with others because these 10 truths are so amazing. Which one has been your favorite so far? Um, if you haven't already joined my Facebook group, you may certainly do so. It's totally open. We're there. I'm back now, so we'll be more engaging. But um, go there. It is the Living in English 365 podcast on Facebook. You can check the links below to go to my website and check that out. Also, don't forget that there is a new course that has just opened this week. If you are finally going to take control of your speaking, no, you can't do it by yourself. That's not how speaking works. <laughs> you can only do so much by yourself. Come and join this group. I'll be there. There will be certain folks and it's going to be a smaller virtual community where we're going to meet about three times a week. And just by the end of the year, we're going to see how much your language is going to improve. We're going to do different activities such as listening. We're going to, to, to solve a mystery even. So we're going to have some tasks that we're going to do. And more importantly, you're going to be able to improve your speaking all around, your conversational English. We're not focusing on grammar. We're not focusing on getting more vocabulary, although guess what? You're going to because that's the nature of this group. We're going to have specific topics that we speak about each week. You're going to have a online community where you can go and get your information, your materials, and also chat with the people in the group. And lastly, we're going to also improve um, our, our language skills in general by reading more short things. And it's very interesting. So go ahead and check the link below. That new course is called Sprint to speaking. November, December 2021 only. All right. Number nine. Don't avoid the struggle. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Don't avoid struggling in English. Put your pride to the side, put your fear to the side, and your anxiety that's holding you back from doing what you need to do. The thing about avoiding the struggle is you need that struggle. And when I say struggle, I'm talking about um, struggle trying to remember a specific word, the struggle trying to um, remember how to put together a sentence. Does this word go here? Is this an adverb or adjective? Okay, that type of struggle. And then the pressure and anxiety of being in the moment because people aren't going to wait forever for you to speak, right? You need that. And that's something that we work on in all of my courses. But this is something that I really became more comfortable with when I was in Turkey. I'm also a lot older now than the first time I went. The first time I went to Turkey, I was like 24, 23. So I was a little bit younger. But now I really don't take that struggle for uh, granted. And I don't avoid it as much as I can. I'm still an introvert, so I don't want to talk. <laughs> Number 10. You're not going to be perfect. 
Okay, this goes with number nine. Get rid of perfection. Perfection is actually what's holding you back. Remember what I say? It's about progression. Keep going forward, even if it's small, teeny tiny steps. Even if it seems like you went back one huge step. Just keep going forward. It is not about perfection. It is about progression. Perfection is what's holding you back. It's called perfection paralysis, right? You're just frozen. Being accurate is overrated. (laughs) You'll be more relaxed once you think like this. So just try it out. That's your assignment for today. Get rid of your perfection paralysis, even if it's just for one or two minutes when you're speaking in English or if you're learning another language, whatever language. And see if you're not more relaxed. It's okay if you're not going to be perfect. So what? Keep up the struggle. All right, here's a quick recap. Immersion, it's overrated. It's not necessarily the most helpful thing to becoming fluent. So you can forget that. Preparing before you go doesn't always mean your brain is going to remember or recall everything. It's really annoying, but it's true. Don't neglect the other languages you learn. In my case, it's English and French and a little bit of Spanish. So those other languages open up even more doors to you when you are traveling or wherever you are, because there's a language negotiation that happens. Number four, get into the mindset of thinking and doing daily activities in your language. Your thoughts need to be in English. Number five, don't forget to learn spice names or food items, especially if you are, uh, if you have any allergies. Number six, Don't forget to learn the culture along with the language. They go together. No, you may not learn just language. Learn language and culture. My website has more about American culture. You can check that out at paradigmenglish.com. Number seven, just try in the language first before going into your native language. People are delighted when you try to speak their language. Number eight, you unlock a different part of who you are by using that language. Number nine, don't avoid the struggle. Put all your fear and anxiety behind you. And number 10, you're not going to be perfect. Perfection paralysis is real, y'all. Okay, being accurate is overrated. I really hope that these 10 things have helped you. Um, Sorry, not sorry. I've been gone for so long. I did miss you. I wish y'all were there with me. Maybe some of y'all were. Um, But... This, uh, after reflection, I believe that these 10 steps or these 10 things actually are very beneficial to you. And tell me, which is your favorite? Which one is your favorite? I'm Ashley Rohn from ParadigmEnglish.com. Thanks for staying with me. I'll see y'all next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the Living in English 365 podcast. Be sure to check the description below for all resources and links. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with your friends. Paradigm English.